Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Episode 210, action-packed episode today. We've got Hall of Fame. We've got NXT TakeOver Dallas. We've got WrestleMania. And we've got the notorious hashtag Raw After Mania. We have an amazing panel, all-star panel. Probably the best panel we've had in the four years of the Pancakes and Power Slams episode. Speaking of four years... Uh, well, first of all, I am Chris Featherstone, of course, at Crave Wrestling. Follow at Crave Wrestling on Twitter and Facebook, Crave Wrestling, as the promo just said. But, ladies and gentlemen, this episode specifically, now our four-year anniversary started last week when we had Rikishi. And I was able to write my first article on Fox Sports, so I'll be writing more articles for them. And, of course, I'm still with Sports Illustrated, so I definitely... I'm very, very blessed for those opportunities. But this episode is the four-year anniversary. No interviews on purpose. I'm ready to talk some wrestling with a bunch of great colleagues of mine. So I'm excited. I'm excited to celebrate four years. And to continue the four-year excitement, a little programming note. 
interviews for the rest of the month and going into next month. Um, next week, we have Ken Anderson. The week after that, we have JTG. The week after that, we have NXT star Johnny Gargano, which will be a Sports Illustrated feature. And the week after that, we're going to have some road stories with the superstar, Bill Dundee. So interviews for the next four or five weeks and uh, more in store. So we're going to have a great time. So without further ado, let's do a quick, fun, exciting, and of course, the panel is going to get ready for some competitive WrestleMania trivia, just like we did last week. It came to the wire, and it was exciting. Flavor of the Week this week is each and every one of the panelists' top three WrestleManias of all of the times. So, without further ado, let's go through the panelists. Of course, senior staff member of Crave Wrestling, none other than Ryan Fuqua. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm great. Uh, long, long, fun weekend of wrestling. Ready to cap it off here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Absolutely. The baddest co-host on the planet, Derek. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great, Chris. It was a pleasure. 210 episodes strong. We're here, and, well, there's nowhere else to be, so let's do this. Absolutely. Host of Clock Radio Speakers, fellow podcaster, fellow wrestling guru himself, the one and only, the notorious Armand. How are you today, sir? I'm wonderful, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. From WhatCulture.com, one of the most notorious, that's the word of the night, actually, one of the most notorious columnists in all of pro wrestling, the one and only Andy Socek. How are you tonight, sir? Chris, doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. And from Canada, all the way from the great white north, former Bleach Report columnist, now he is a columnist of PW Stream, Julio Romano. How are you tonight, sir? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Happy birthday, four years. Thank you, man. Appreciate it very, very much. So we have uh, Six Strong tonight, and we're going to have some fun. Speaking of Six Strong, <laughs> it is uh, going to be a wonderful time. And let's just do a quick scan. We have so much to cover tonight. Let's just do a quick scan of the Hall of Fame. Uh, Julia, what were your most, what was your biggest, what were your biggest takeaways for, uh, from the Hall of Fame? Uh, I was happy to see uh, the Freebirds actually getting in there. Uh, I've always thought that they were <laughs> a very exciting, colorful bunch. And um, my personal pick was uh, Jacqueline because we never get enough. Well, um, up until this year, uh, women in wrestling never got enough credit for the work that they put in and all the time they put in over the years. And I think that uh, she was a fine addition to the women's division uh, since the Attitude Era. And, um, I mean, it was great and just yesterday and the day before the announcement of the women's championship 
all of that, all of them together culminated to this point and our desire for them to get more time and more credit. You know, like uh, life did things the way it should be today. Absolutely. Ryan, your takeaways. Uh, We got to get Vader in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's my (laughs) biggest thing. Uh, His induction speech was cool, but... (laughs) I, I know he wants in bad, man. I can feel it. I can tell by just his actions. Let me hear you. <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> Got to get him in. <laughs> yeah, he oozes charisma. That's Armand's boy. Speaking of Armand, what's your biggest takeaways? Yes, Vader for Hall of Fame in 2017. Top three big men of all time. Um Absolutely. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it one thousand. The only two I, I caught the end of Jacqueline's Hall of Fame, uh, the end of her speech. I caught um, Michael P. S. Hayes and Gene Okerlund dancing before their uh, before their speech, and then only to realize five minutes in that that was actually Jimmy Garvin. Did not know yes. that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and I caught all the Sting, and the the primary the primary takeaway is that Sting is the goat. Sting is just really he is like he's my bias pick. He's just the guy that I would just stand for no matter what. His his you can look at his career and you can point out things that you know aren't necessarily the best, but Sting surface Sting he, he's the greatest man. I I, I love this speech and and I'm, I'm very happy to see him go in. Indeed. Absolutely. Andy. Yeah, um, I will join this uh, Vader train as well uh, for next year. Um, I will go with Sting kind of working us all, saying that uh, he may uh, have one more match in him and then retiring at the show and the fact that he uh, actually brought up or hinted at TNA with his uh, Joker gimmick. Yeah, he did. He uh, he absolutely did say that. Uh, That is not the first... TNA reference as uh, for those who watch the uh, Edge and Christian show, uh, it, <laughs> it was utilized for AJ Styles, and uh, I thought that was incredibly funny. Uh, Derek, your takeaways from the Hall of Fame? Come on, the master of style, Slick. I love seeing him, man. The original, original gangster, man, and a boss, man. This was such an excellent class. Stan Hansen, Vader did an excellent job. Master of Ceremony Sting, yeah, God bless him, announcing his retirement. I wasn't really ready to hear that because he kind of teased on a, some Fox program not too long ago, a few days ago, actually, that, yeah, that's just hearsay. That's what you said, not me. But, okay, I guess it's official now. So uh, the free birds should have been in there years ago. Uh, but Jacqueline, you know, Attitude Era, I mean, it's just – it was a common – combination of so many great talents and this class was just probably you know the godfather again you can't say enough about it great great awesome hall of fame so happy to see it almost brings a tear to your eye to watch that i agree it, it was uh it was surprisingly good i, I was uh really um i was really happy um what i saw i was i was very impressed um even snoop dogg uh, i would say that uh, his speech was good, and I would even say that he makes sense in the celebrity wing, and, and, and this whole celebrity wing, you know, I haven't 100% adapted to it, but I, I would say probably 93 or so percent I've adapted to it. 
Um, and, and his speech was pretty good. You can tell, you know, and the thing is, when people go into the celebrity wing, you know, you had like Drew Carey in 2011, um, <sighs> which, you know, <laughs> he had a, a spot or so, and, and he just it just seems like he hasn't watched a lick of wrestling in his life, you know. But Snoop Dogg, you know, bringing out those those old stories of growing up watching pro wrestling, you can tell that when he has that spot, you know, the, the multiple times he's been involved with the WWE, you can tell that he enjoys doing it, you know. And so, you know, it was interesting. And, of course, Mr. T made perfect sense. Schwarzenegger uh, made perfect sense. So, you know, Bob Euchre, you know, he was uh, he was uh, featured in the WrestleMania. So it, it all yep. it all made sense. Um, you know, the Freebirds was, uh, you, know, you know, well overdue. Um, I, w- I was happy to see uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin. Uh, I, I remember years back they he was featured in an interview. That's when uh, Buddy Roberts had the the voice box, and it was really really sad to see that. Um, and so it was good. It was long. That that speech was incredibly too long. Um, I was I was hoping that when uh, Ray Gordy, aka Jesse, uh, who's a police officer now. Um, I was hoping on him and then uh, mark out B- Buddy Jack Roberts Jr. Uh, when they after they finished talking, I, I was hoping that that was the end of it, but they they just went <laughs> a lot further than that. So um, Jacqueline was good, nice and short. Stan Hansen, I think, went too long. Uh, was a bit bland, to be honest with you. Um, the boss man was was great. Godfather's speech was actually pretty good. It was it was. He was. It just seemed like he was really excited to be there. Um, you know, I, I made my comments of being critical of him being in the Hall of Fame, uh, but his his speech was was good. I, I really impre- I appreciated the speech. And then, of course, thing, you know, it was. Um, I, I've <laughs> everybody anybody who knows Chris Featherstone when it comes to professional wrestling knows that I'm an incredibly biased Sting fan. It's like Sting number one and then a distant number two. So. It's been like that my entire wrestling career. I've always always liked Sting since I mean since I started watching wrestling. Um, but you know, I, I really started liking him in late. I would say probably '88 or so. Started watching wrestling in the mid '80s, and uh, NWA was just the way to go for me. And I've always been an NWA guy. I like WWE. I've always watched WWE, but. I've always been an NWA guy, and Sting was my guy. So it was it was great to see. It was a good Hall of Fame, and I really enjoyed it. So take over Dallas. Let's go over the uh, the matches. We have American Alpha um, de- defeating the Revival, becoming the NXT Tag Team Champions. Ryan, they did it, and it was an amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing start. To the card uh, Apollo Crews and Elias Sampson was booked To be on the card but for some reason they got Bumped match um, Yeah that was Very interesting but uh, American Alpha wins the tag team championships And a uh, pretty good build For pretty- them they they definitely are the Hottest uh, tag team One of the hottest tag teams going right now Yeah um, I mean a year ago I didn't know who Chad Gable was and Jason Jordan was just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he was just a guy <laughs> on NXT. Um, so it just goes to show, man. If you 
can find the right, I don't know, your niche or whatever. They, those two got together, man, and they just they took off. They absolutely yeah. took off. I love those two. I mean, just like I said, a year ago, they had nothing going on. And now they're, like I said, open the show, win the tag titles, and they're over like Rover. Absolutely. Who was it that Jordan was tag teaming up with last year before Gable? Uh, I forgot who it was. Oh, uh, Ty Dillinger. Uh, Dillinger, yep. Yep, it was Ty yeah, Dillinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they try to yeah they yeah they yeah they try to to make something with them and um it just you know it really didn't really yeah. didn't do much real bland broke up. <laughs> yeah real very yeah. bland so I, I remember uh, putting Jordan over last year uh, I think one of my articles I wrote first somewhere I don't, I don't remember who it was uh, maybe Russell's on or something like that it was uh, I put I was putting Jordan over. I think it was We Are Wrestling. I was putting Jordan over and uh, as as being caught up, as being uh, some henchman for some idea I had. And people were just mocking Jason Jordan like crazy. And it was just unheard of to think about pushing Jason Jordan. I mean, it was almost a unanimous mockery of that. And it's interesting now. Everybody loves Jason Jordan. So, it's interesting why how why can't we uh, get a guy uh, over? Why can't you get a guy over like that on Raw? I mean, they can uh, do yeah. it. It's the same company. Mm. Same company. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same yeah. company. Yeah, uh, but a different set of bookers. Interestingly enough, and um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's one of those things, man. It, it, it's 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 tough. It's really tough. And, and I'm going to ask you, Armand. It's really tough to compare the two, though. Compare NXT and compare WWE. Because you have two sets of booking, you have two, you have really two different goals. You have with, with WWE, you're you're trying to reach the masses, you're trying to bump the ratings, you're trying to bump the quarter hours. But with NXT, it's really you know, there's it, there's not much, uh, it's not as stringent as WWE. You have you already have your niche market, you already have your WWE network market. You're not necessarily trying to elicit more viewers, so to speak. Right. So you right. so you really don't you really don't have much, you know, uh wiggle room when it comes to the main roster, but you have a whole lot when it comes to NXT. So it's 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 kind of apples and oranges you know, a bit. But how would you uh how would you make any type of comparison of how WWE main roster can learn from uh, any type of NXT uh, success, so to speak. Like I said, it is a niche market, but how can that translate to main uh, to main programming? Well, as an as an independent artist, um, one thing that I learn and that I take pride in is that I don't try to cater what I do to people. I just do what I know how to do. Mm. So. I stay in my wheelhouse and I do what I do to the best of my ability. I don't try to do everything because if you try to please everybody, you'll burn out, you'll exhaust yourself. And it's just unrealistic. And I feel like with raw or just with the main roster period, I mean, it's a publicly traded company. You've got too many hands in the cookie jar. And as a result, you know, they're trying, they have to please, a lot of people in order to essentially 
what they feel like keep the ball rolling, which I understand. It's a business. Um, but NXT is sort of like it's it's your I, – I feel like everybody is a nerd about something. I, I don't feel like nerd is a derogatory term. Everybody is passionate about something, and they know it inside and out. And with all of WWE's complaints, when they do wrestling right, it's, it's, it's art. And I feel like that's what NXT is. It's on 10. Some of the matches we haven't talked about yet, um, it was just, it was artistic. It was, it's a painting. It's, it's, it was just amazing. So I, I, I feel like the main roster is just going to be what it is. And I don't say that in a very sarcastic sort of pessimistic tone, but I feel like we just kind of have to accept it for what it is and understand that it's a business, but we have this NXT thing and sort of the things that Triple H is doing with Evolve and really getting the indies in, some of the guys that showed up uh, at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally mad at it. I, I want it to be where WWE exi- it has to create its own competition and um, it'd be two different entities where we don't necessarily need main roster call-ups. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but some of the roster call-ups, we don't necessarily need. Keep them in, in, keep them in NXT, and, and you'll be just fine. Absolutely. I, I agree. Totally one, one billion yeah. Tyler Breeze. That. Yeah, and we'll talk yeah. about the call-ups here coming at uh, WrestleMania. What were you about to say, Julio? I said I agree. I think some people uh, should stay in one place and the others in another. And uh, what I find... That what difference I notice is that in NXT, people are more free to be who they are and not forced to adopt certain gimmicks or, uh, you know, it, it's all political, I guess. And um, certain things, you know, are more left up to the characters in NXT. Whereas, and maybe the vision Triple H has is, you know, different and when you get to the main roster, you know, even though you probably get paid a lot more, would anyone want to really accept a farting gimmick or, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, some, some, you know, like Dolph Ziggler, who's like an, a, a, an incredible athlete. But when I look at him now, unfortunately, or Bray Wyatt, for example, I completely lost faith in these people. Like even if they tried to go over, I don't know how things could get better unless a miracle happens. I don't know. It's, they're more free to Mike be Bennett? who they are. In... What's that? <laughs> you said unless a miracle happens. I said Mike Bennett. Oh, no. I think they're they're capable of much more if they're let if they're allowed to be who they are in NXT whereas main roster, you know, it just have to you have to satisfy the the owner you have to sp- satisfy uh the 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 shareholders you have to try to become someone else just to please the average fan or the kids mm-hmm. where you know we're grown men we don't want to see what kids want to see maybe so i don't know i've mm-hmm. noticed that the quality is much better at certain levels and certain things in NXT than it is at uh WWE main roster Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to think about it. You know, there's there's one taping every three to four weeks, and so it comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that taping comes with a story. So we're seeing, 
you know, three to four weeks of a story being developed into the next taping or the next special. And that's, you know, the art of wrestling. And I I say this all the time, you know, the actual wrestling matches is a small fraction of professional wrestling. If if people want right. to criticize about wrestling, the reality of wrestling, and uh, it should only be about wrestling, you know, watch MMA, watch, you know, Pancrease, watch, you know, Bellator, watch UFC, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I just don't understand why, you know, the, the, the crowd is so critical about that. It's, it's always been about, uh, it's always been a Picasso painting. I've said this before. And it's, it's the art, it's the theater, all that comes with professional wrestling. The storyline builds is, a, a, is such an instrumental part in professional yeah. wrestling that people fell in love with. Andre Hogan was at Mania and it started with a uh, was it was it bar, was it barbershop or was it uh, uh, the Brother Love? Uh, it was one of the Cypress Pit Brother Love Piper. It was Brother Love or was it? It was Piper's Pit. Pit. Was it uh, Pit? No, it was uh, the the flower shop, I think. Or yeah, yeah, it was, uh, one of those it, old. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, and he, it was he, one yeah. of the interview segments, you know. So, and it started with. You know, Bobby Heenan bringing in the ultimate babyface, hasn't lost a match in 15 years, the king of the battle royals, Andre the Giant. You know, in the beginning of the year, he comes out with he comes out with Heenan. Hogan's surprised, like, what is this, brother? You know, brother. You know, and so what, what is he doing here? <laughs> yeah, what, what what are you doing? What are you doing, brother? And so he rips off the chain. You know For what sure. I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, it's it like Piper's Pit. Piper's Pit. So we're, at, we're at the edge of our yeah, seats. Yeah. We're at the edge of our seats because he tore, he ripped off his chain, <laughs> and, and that and that builds into, um, you know, months storyline, and, and and it really started from, uh, was it the Royal Rumble that Hogan got a bigger trophy than Andre, and so it's, <laughs> come on, I mean like that that's hmm. that's the art in the theater of pro wrestling. I'm mad at you because you got a bigger trophy. I've been undefeated for 15 years. You've been champ for four years, so you get a better acknowledgement, so I'm jealous of you. So this is a start of the biggest WrestleMania, other, other than this year, the biggest WrestleMania of all time. So, I mean, that's, that's the theater and the art of professional wrestling. That's what it's been. That's how it always should be. But, you know, you have these crowds that, you know, uh, are so critical of that part, and that's the most vital part of pro wrestling. And I think even with NXT, yeah, you have a smarky crowd, but the story is still there. That's what people uh, appreciate. People appreciate the, you know, uh, backing the underdog. That's why American Alpha is so popular in NXT, because no matter how you much you want to fight it, it's still a David and Goliath. It's still a, a Batman and Superman versus you know, Joker and Green Goblin. It's 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 always going to be that, no matter how much you want to fight it. So, uh, Ryan Austin Aries defeating Baron Corbin. Many people say that this is probably the worst match of the night. Um, was it was it the worst match, and was it not a good match, or was it the worst match because it was not you know a pale comparison to all the other ones, or was it not the worst match? Um. Well, on a card like this, saying the worst match is kind of tough to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's 
it's probably the least intriguing, maybe. Um, especially because neither one of those guys really could afford a loss. And then the way it ended, it was just, you know, you didn't think it'd just be like the roll-up type deal. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It just, yeah, it's, it's definitely like the least intriguing. Yeah. Andy, was your worst? With that? It's kind of tough. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was the most uh, mediocre match, but I, I didn't think it was bad. I thought actually Corbin has kind of showed he's come a bit of a way since uh, when he started out. And I would have given Aries a different opponent just to show off his skills and give him a, a nice squash win to start out. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a little strange booking, but I, I was fine with it overall. Yeah, I think Aries and Samson to me would have been better. I mean, I, I just mm-hmm. think I I just think Elias Samson is the worst character on the planet. I can't stand the drift of crap. I, just, I can't stand it. I, I, I like oh, it. I man. like the heat. I like the heat. Uh, I can't do it. I just I, I oh uh, man, it just it, I just cringe every time he comes out there. Uh, and and Aries defeating him, I think would have been sense he i mean you're right he does get the heat i just you know when it comes to the fact that a heel announcer Corey graves can't stand elias samson you know that's that's <laughs> and he talks about him all the time you know, i see him around in pittsburgh he never speaks blah blah kudos to Corey graves by the way he has really developed his craft as a color guy he's 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 a he's really really good um he yeah so yeah, he knows the stuff yeah Absolutely. And so, you know, with him talking about Elias Hampton, I, I just think that it would have been good if Aries uh, would have had a different opponent. Derek, what do you think? Should have should Corbin have been Aries' opponent or should have been someone else? Uh, probably should have been somebody else. It's, you know, Aries is great. He's awesome. And the thing about Corbin is he went on to WrestleMania to win the Andre the Giant champion or Andre the Giant trophy. So, I mean, it's kind of like, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to keep him in XT? Are they going to move him up to the main roster? So it's just kind of a, a cluster as far as what are they, where are we going to see him next? seems like they bring too many NXT guys before they really need to and they fail. I mean, Tyler Breeze, perfect example, the ascension. So it's, it's, you know, crap will get off the pot. What do you want to do with these guys? But uh, as far as that, I mean, Austin Aries is a true awesome talent. Samson would have been excellent. Um, Corbin, yeah, we'll see what he does. Are we going to see him again in WWE in the next few months or not? So it's, there's got to be a rhyme to a reason. So let's see WWE jump the gun, giving him the Andre Knight trophy. Or if they should just keep him in NXT and let him just keep honing his craft and make him a lot better than him. He can do with so much. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's brace ourselves for this next one. <laughs> this was, uh, oh man, this was a, this was a, talk about your art, man. This was an absolutely incredible, incredible 20 minute clinic between Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. So let's start with uh, Andy. Um, man, w- what are your thoughts on this classic? Uh, what you said, I think uh, this is my match of the year so far. It's going to be hard to top. And it, I, it got to the point where I'm like, if they took out Roman Reigns and put in Nakamura at WrestleMania, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was over enough, that's for sure. Armand. Loved, loved the match. Um, 
anytime I wake up the next day and I feel like a kid again and I want to go back and watch a match over again, that doesn't happen too often. And I did that with this match. Um, just a phenomenal storytelling. I'm still not sure. I'm torn between whether uh, Nakamura and Zayn or Nakamura and uh, Styles from Wrestle Kingdom 10 is my match of the year right now because that mm-hmm. match was crazy as well. Um, I'm and I also thought about that as well. Like how how is Nakamura going to look uh, at WrestleMania next year? Um, if if he's on the card, I hope he is. But um, again, just uh, just a, a, a fantastic match. Let me let me go back real quick to a point about um, I want to make a point about Aries. Um, mm-hmm. Bring back the jobbers, please. Can we please bring back wrestling superstars? <laughs> Can we bring back primetime wrestling? Can we get some Iron Mike Sharps around? Iron Mike Sharps. We need yeah, very horrible. <laughs> very horrible. <laughs> we, we I agree some, with we, that. Yeah, we need some superstar versus for, superstar every time. Happened. Yeah, like this is what they should this is what they should yeah. do with debuts. Have the vignette and have them come out to you know, they've told the story already and just have them uh showcased as opposed to putting a putting a guy out there with another guy who you still yeah. haven't told a proper story to and now you're making him look bad to make another guy look good. You just your 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 roster's way too thick. There's way, there's way too many indie guys out there that'll take the 200 bucks to, you know, get squashed in two minutes. It, it just it's too much. It makes too much. So I suppose uh, Howard Finkel should announce those uh, jobbers too. Yes, he should announce bland. everything. <laughs> With some very bland name. And his opponent, Percy Harvey. Just some bland name. <laughs> can we just get bland like, can we just can we just get Stan Stansky just to be a permanent member of the roster? I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm game. I, I'm in with that. I'm in with that for sure. Julio Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Uh, I have sinned. I was working. I didn't watch the pay per view. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm yeah. gonna watch it, but I haven't done my homework for that one because I was busy. So I oh, heard enough yourself. about it the next day. I heard yeah. so much about that particular match. It was this, it was that, it was awesome. Uh, we'll definitely get back into it and watch it, but uh, I can't answer. No, it's, okay. it's okay. Brace, brace yourself, though, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, Derek, thoughts on that match? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Sami Zayn's weekend, obviously. I mean, doggone it. Um, it's probably the best match of the weekend, though. I mean, it was, you know, to the wall. It was just absolutely phenomenal. And, I mean, there you had Scott Hall and uh, X-Pac there. And I don't know, it, did anyone see Just Incredible was there? And, uh, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, he was there. Nice. And uh, so it's uh, Sami Zayn. He can just throw down with anybody. And the guy, just he's phenomenal. And, he, of course, he lost at Mania, and he lost in XT. Again, I want to go back to say, like, why crossbreeding these people like that? It's kind of confusing, but, I mean, the match was just one of those where it's, again, match of the weekend, hands down. Yeah, yeah indeed it was. Asuka defeating Bailey. Ryan, was this a, was this a good call? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, uh, this is the one I was actually looking forward to. 
the, the whole weekend, including Mania and you know, including any show, Evolve, ROH. I was honestly looking forward to this one the most, and that's insane to say about a women's match. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it was time. Uh, you really want to keep Oscar as that BA type character. Um, I thought Bailey's come up, call up was going to come this Monday. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. I, I think that would have been the right thing to do with the whole women's thing. Uh, but absolutely, it was time. I mean, the, the way they presented Oscar, man, there's no <laughs> no way could she have lost. And uh, the whole thing with just having Bailey do the. Uh, Austin from WrestleMania 13 type deal. That uh, that was good too. But yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. This is this, and even afterwards, the Bailey selling it and everything, and just top to bottom, that was my favorite match of the whole weekend. Yeah. Well, Andy, Andy, where does this lead? Does this uh, lead to? I mean, because Oscar's been kind of getting some heat on her in the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but there's some unfinished business with Nia Jack. So where does this go? Um, I think they kind of got to do a redemption storyline of sorts with Bailey. Kind of a, you know, when John Cena loses, they never really play it up as redemption. He just comes back stronger than ever. I'd like to see uh, Bailey kind of, you know, go through that journey to to get back and uh, get a heel, Asuka, mm. defeat her. Interesting. Asuka heel, what do you think, Armand? Yeah, she's a heel. Um it's weird. A lot of a lot of characters nowadays, they're very gray. There's very few, like, true heels. I think The Miz is probably one of the few guys who's just straight mm-hmm. heel. Um, you know, you have thing. guys who... Exactly. Um, but, yeah, she's totally a heel. She's totally a heel. I, I'm curious to know if they do the John Cena redemption thing. It makes sense because, you know, Bailey is the Finn Balor for women in NXT, like she's the face now. Um, and, you know, who do you put with? Because um, there's like, there's Bailey, there's Asuka, you know, then there's a second tier of Nia Jax. And honestly, you could probably even put Eva Marie on there just because she just has the ability to draw crazy heat. But then after that, there's a huge drop off in terms of talent, <laughs> uh, women's talent. How dare NXT. you Nobody Billy Kay and Peyton, Peyton Royce? <laughs> you know I'm gonna pass. <laughs> we we saw them live when they were in Columbus, and they were. It was just. It was. It wasn't good. They just. They're just oh, not ready. No. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know NXT so is developmental, and that's cool. But you know you you got to have somebody ready for somebody like Asuka to to, to challenge because she could mess around and be women's champ for a year and change while somebody gets ready. Mm-hmm. We need karma. Yeah. Where's karma, Danny? Oh, that's a good yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, I think And um, it would have been so perfect sense. for her now because yeah. the Bellas are like A wall or retiring. What a perfect way to bring her back, you know. She's promised she was gonna pay them back, so I could have seen a uh, uh, uh implant buster somewhere in there and bye bye vacation. Yeah, Regal and Triple need to start signing these indie women like they are these indie guys too. That might that would help that division. Very true. We yeah. need karma. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I man, I, I think that 
I think that Mia Yim should be in the WWE, hands down. I think that she would make a perfect uh, NXT person. Um, she's just incredible uh, in the ring. I, I really like um, Mia Yim or, or Jade. 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 Yeah, uh, but she's she's great. Oh, she, she's yeah, she's the knockouts champion right now, so she's not going anywhere for a while. Uh, well, that that depends on if TNA uh, goes anywhere. So yeah, yeah you can never say that right. with TNA. So. <laughs> <Zing>. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, all right, so Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, uh, Andy, was uh, did this <laughs> deliver to your expectations? Uh, not quite, and uh, maybe I'm too old school, but it's it's the stopping of the blood that just killed the momentum of the match on, I don't know, three or four different occasions. Mm. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, otherwise it was very good, but it's uh, it's hard to get enveloped in the story they're trying to tell when they're trying to beat each other senseless, and yet they have to stop because of a cut. I mean, I understand it's yeah. for the safety, but it just it just takes me out of the moment. Yeah, and what was up, right. what was up with that entrance? The the chainsaw. Oh, the chainsaw. What's up with that? Yeah. Texas chainsaw oh, yeah. massacre. When you're yeah. in horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of. It, 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 was, it was definitely, definitely the, weird. the least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the paint was amazing, but the no, um, agree, yeah the gear was good too. Um, we maybe yeah. should have did like the leather face type of mask. The leather face. Get the exactly. Texas chainsaw over. You exactly. Know? exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, Ryan. So, so what are your thoughts on this? Did it uh, meet your um, expectations, or did it fall flat? No, man, and that sucks because I'm definitely a Bauer guy, and I think Joe is amazing. But I, it seems like this isn't over. You know, I wanted like a definitive type of finish instead of that finish they got. Um, Half of me agrees with the stoppage of the match with the blood thing, and half of me it kind of told us more of a story to me, you know. But I don't know. It just I I wanted it. I wanted this to be closure for these mm-hmm. two, and it, I don't think that's it. I don't think it was. It's over. Yeah, I agree with that. I you know I, I was uh, underwhelmed by Joe. <clears throat> the match was hard hitting. It was aggressive. I liked the match. For sure, and it wasn't the worst match of the night, but I was a bit underwhelmed by it. Um, I don't know if it's uh, wanting to kind of change up a little bit with Balor. I'm, I'm a big fan of long title reigns, um, but mm-hmm. at yes. the same time, yes, me too. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think probably because the suspense of Balor being caught up and bulletproof coming or Balor Club, right. whatever you want to call them, I think because of that suspense, people are kind of being disengaged with his NXT title reign. Um, yep. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel about that. I like Balor. I mean, I've made it very clear that Balor is one of my favorite in, in NXT um, and WWE, period. But I don't know. I think yep. it's just one of those things. The suspense of, you know, Anderson and Gallows coming, I think that trumps his NXT run right now. So that's where I'm at uh, with that. So... All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get started with WrestleMania. We'll be back.
All right. I hope you all got in the WrestleMania fever um, with that uh, theme song there. I know that Best you guys were singing lyrics. Love it. <laughs> so the reason why I wanted, other than you know, setting up for WrestleMania, uh, one of the reasons why I played that was because it is time once again for everybody to come aboard the WrestleMania trivia train. So let's start off with Julio. Yeah, again. So your question, your first trivia question is: What WrestleManias did CM Punk win consecutive Money in the Bank matches? Uh, Two thousand. He won WrestleMania twenty four and twenty five. Ah, okay. Good job. Point for you. All right, so let's start off with uh, WrestleMania. We'll start off uh, pre-show. Um, just the pre-show as a whole. Uh, we'll start off with Julio. Uh, Kalisto defeating Ryback, and then Team Total Divas defeating Team Bad and Blonde. Um, Lita announcing and displaying a new woman's title. And then the oh, yeah. defeating the uh, Dudley Boys. So the pre-show as a whole, and please uh, make mention of, uh, I've known, I know, know people that were there and, and saying the reports that the Wi-Fi was down, uh, and that's the way that they were, that's the way that they scanned the tickets, and so the Wi-Fi was down, that's the reason why I was in uh, during uh, Ryback and Kalisto's match. So, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, what um, happened at the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> cough, um, cough. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, pre-show as a whole, Julio, what are your thoughts? Uh, pre-show as a whole, uh, my highlight of that whole thing was when Lita announced the women's championship. That was I, I jumped for joy. That was the greatest pre-show I've ever seen, and I noticed that uh, Amen. Lita is she is a beautiful woman. I'm wow. I'm just. She looks great. The whole thing was great. And uh, I love uh, the way the panel handled the whole thing, like the whole pre-show. Those guys really make it fun to stay and watch the pre-show. Renee Young, she's great. She knows what she's doing. Uh, Corey Grace is great. Uh, You know, the whole thing was fun. My downer was definitely the Kalisto versus Ryback match. Unfortunately for them... The, the night hadn't begun officially, so there wasn't any people watching, if you noticed, in the audience. So, And also, the U.S. title, I've preached for that to be abolished for years and years. I think it's a useless piece of crap. I don't care about its history. It's WCW rem- remnant. I don't care. I want it to be absorbed in the, in the Intercontinental title, and I want like something else, like the cruiserweight or... Anything else better than that? So you have to talk to Hornswoggle. And, and the, <laughs> well, except for that, um, definitely uh, a plus for me is I'm a big fan of the ladies. So uh, the Total Divas match, the the ladies, and seeing Eva Marie, which is one of my, uh, I guess my uh, one of my the ones I enjoy. You know, I, I like her character. I like her as a person on Total Divas and. I, I like the fact that I can see 
potential in this one. So it was fun to see her. And I'm, I'm a, my favorite is Natalia, always have been. So I'm glad that she won, and I'm glad that uh, good things are coming for her in the next few months. So it was a good pre-show, but two hours is a long time. Yeah. Andy? Um, you know, I'm going to agree with the uh, the Divas belt uh, going away and the women's belt. Uh, the rest, I, was, uh, I wasn't very much into it. it could have just, to me, it seemed like it could have just been an episode of main event for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Amen. Right back, <laughs> uh, and to me, the, the, the biggest takeaway is, like, how sad – uh, the Dudley boys are, you know, when they first came back, they got this huge pop and kind of picturing what they would have been at this WrestleMania. And instead they're wrestling in a five minute match on the, on the pre-show. So yeah. didn't do too much for me. Yeah. <clears throat> Armand, Definitely. did you end up watching it? I did not. The only thing I saw from the pre-show was a gif of uh, Bree getting Naomi in the yes lock, which was pretty dope. I didn't see it. That was great. That was really good. Yeah. I don't understand why Naomi took the the fall, though, especially with uh, Bree and Lana basically making – I mean, they they basically created that match, so it just would have made sense. Especially if this is Bree's last match, it would have made sense for for Lana to put her over. But Brian, pre-show. Boy, that Lana – Wow, you tag in, get a couple kicks, tag out, you made your, you got that mania right. check. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and Booker T, man, he's got, he went to that uh, in the hood or from the hood well one too many times during the pre-show, man. He, take it easy, Book. We know where you're from, brother. Um, and then the only other thing, man, uh, Ryback. Dude, it was the whole, uh, what was that, WrestleMania 28 or 29, the buildup, and then he loses to uh, Henry. I thought oh, it was the same way. Yeah, they they yeah. built him up just to lose again. So, poor Ryback. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Derek, pre-show? Pre-show was absolutely horrible. I mean, the whole thing was just like someone mentioned. It was like main event. Disgusting. I mean, Ryback losing, big. I mean, it's typical. Dudley's losing. I mean, the best thing was the women's championship changing over, which is great because Chris and I argue all the time that Divas championship is horrible. The Divas division stinks. So we get the women's championship. I'm happy with that. I want this to really blossom into something. You take anything away from the pre-show, it's going to be it's the women's division is going to go back to being. Something that I want to see, the wrestling fans want to see, and it's going to be yes. a part of wrestling. Period. So, yeah. hallelujah. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. I think it's, um, you know, I think it's important uh, to, to, you know, it might be just a little nuance, and a lot of people don't really care about that. Um, but it's a big deal. I mean, if you want to make the women's division is 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 important uh, now as you want it to be ever, I mean, just that little nuance is such, you know, goes a, a long way. And the fact that you're kind of creating the same type of look as the uh, world heavyweight championship, that's, that says a lot. And that says just really how much you want to invest in the division. And um, I like it. You know, it, it was one of those things that it was 40 years ago that uh, Triple H really wanted to 
push the women's division, uh, and Vince was uh, not wanting to do that. Um, so I'm glad that Vince was willing to uh, concede in, in this area, and I think that uh, the, the build-up and the match at WrestleMania uh, definitely showed that uh, it, it definitely should be uh, on in the spotlight, and, and I think it was uh, a good thing. Uh, I agree with the whole Kaliso Ryback thing. There's, I, I, I don't see any purpose, and, and the, the point of my my biggest point uh, of saying this, what I'm about to say is the fact that Kalisto wins the, the, the match at WrestleMania, the pre-show, doesn't even appear on Raw as the U.S. champion. So that goes to show how much yeah. they care about the U.S. championship. Um, I think the changing of the hands, uh, you know, by it going to Ryback, why would you build him as such a – I mean, you need strong heels now. You you really did. That's one of the things that, uh, especially with the whole Wyatt League of Nations thing that we'll get to. Um, and you need strong with heels. Absolutely, a- absolutely. And I think the thing the thing is with that is that you cannot, you just cannot have someone be built as a good heel that Ryback finally has an opportunity to become his own and actually have something and do something. You know the. Mm-hmm. Big guy versus the little guy. I was actually liking this type of heel thing, and it just seemed like it was just totally just deflated um, after Kalisto beat him at WrestleMania because he didn't appear on Raw either. So you know, it's it's um it's really tough to really build someone properly if you're just going to have them lose a blow off match at WrestleMania and not even invest in him. You know, afterwards, it just doesn't make any sense, and you need strong heels. It just doesn't—it doesn't make sense to me at all to build someone the, a necessary strong heel to lose a blow-off match and not even appear the next night. It just doesn't make any sense at all. All right, Andy, let's get to the uh, let's get to the main roster. But before we get to the main show, dun dun dun. dun, dun. <laughs> Who won the tag team titles at WrestleMania two? Uh, I know this two. one. Oh, shoot. WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania 2. Um, Are you uh, asking British everyone Bulldog? about it? Yes. The, I was asking Andy, the, and Andy <laughs> said the British Bulldogs. You're right. Oh. Good job. Oh. I think Matilda is happy uh, uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> we started with Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental title at um, in the ladder match. Good ladder match, but Andy, uh, was this the right move? And let's pretend that we haven't watched Raw yet. I know we can make some type of uh, references to it, and I know we're going to. But, you know, putting Raw aside, sticking to mm-hmm. WrestleMania as much as possible, was this a good move, seeing how, you know, he got in a few weeks ago? And Neville was supposed to be in the match. Um, the one thing I like about it is in the future, if there's a match where there's like seven guys and it's like no way would so and so win, you could be like, well, we'll look back to Zack Ryder at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, JBL will so use it. that very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> otherwise, ideally, I would have kept uh, Kevin Owens looking strong. Uh, because, like you said before, they desperately need some strong heels, and uh, they'd prefer to just think around with the Intercontinental titles more. So, not the best move. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
Armand, what wrestlers did Randy Savage defeat to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 4? Oh, God, the whole card? Yes, uh, only three. Oh, God. Sure, yeah. I mean three. Okay. Uh, it was Butch Reed, DiBiase, and I... Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember who he faced in the uh, in the semis. One man gang. The one man gang. One man gang. Yeah. Ah. Who said O-M-G. that? Interns. <laughs> Omg. Yeah. Oh. Missing Valentine too. Yeah. So with that being oh, said. Oh God. <laughs> with that with that being said. Uh, Ryder uh, winning the title. You you weren't as uh, critical about it as uh, many people. Why not? No. um, I think that everybody came out of that match looking strong. It was the first Stardust match that I wasn't like mind-numbingly bored. I liked the latter spot. Uh, Sin Car didn't botch. Um, Miz (laughs) drew a lot of heat to get you know, to get Zack Ryder the win. Um, you set up you set up Zane and Owens for extreme rules, payback and extreme rules, which is gonna be crazy. Um, you after that you put I know I'm getting ahead of myself. You're putting KO in the title picture so he drops the belt but then he's he's immediately in the main event picture, which is great. Um, everybody looked good. And I wasn't mad at Zack because I mean they they destroyed Zack Ryder. <laughs> You know they 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 emasculated him and they put him on a on a on a wheelchair and they rolled him off the raw ramp. Yeah. And, yeah. You know to go from getting over yourself to you know getting the belt back and Vince saying, "Well, I'm going to get you over the way that I want to get you over." Sunday Sunday I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at all. Not at all. Ryan, do you share those thoughts? Yeah, um, I actually do. Um, and I also think uh, him winning was good for just that mania feel-good moment to show him celebrating with his dad because it actually kind of popped me. I was sitting here like, oh, the broski, he did it. You know, I was so shocked. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think it was okay for the feel-good moment. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else I forget, but, yeah, <laughs> it was all right. Well, well, I yeah, have something to say little, about you. It was just a few years. It was just a few years too late for the uh, internet fans and his YouTube show yeah, and all that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I was critical of it, not because of Zack Ryder was, but because of the build. And I, you know, it's just a traditionalist in me. You know, titles shouldn't make wrestlers. Wrestlers should make titles. And I mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I'm going to believe that until I stop. To the last day I watched wrestling, a title does not make a wrestler. And, you know, Zack Ryder should be built strong enough to make the title look good. And that's what it, that's what it should be. Because, you know, if you just keep, sw- if you keep, if you just keep switching title rings for people who aren't over it, it just, I mean, it just doesn't bring any credibility to the title. We've seen that with the mid-card title for so long. You just, you, you bounce it from Barrett to Miz to Kofi to, you know, uh, and it's just, these people aren't being built enough as, you know, strong characters that the title reign just doesn't mean anything at all. I mean, look at Warrior. When Warrior won the title, it was, 
I mean, when he beat Honky Tonk Man, this is a guy who kept the title, you know, for over a year. And he was so strong as a heel that whoever beat him, I don't care if it was Billy Jack Haynes, whoever beat him was going to have some good, you know, some momentum because he was such a strong heel and he built that title up so amazingly that whoever was going to, whoever he was going to put over was going to be over. And, 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 and the ultimate warrior was over enough. He was red hot and even brought, and that was even better for the title because you already yeah. had someone who was uh, red hot and over to beat someone who was, who had a lot of heat on them. So it made the title look good. So, you know, this, the whole Ryder thing, I not against Ryder. I mean, like I said, I mean, it has nothing against Ryder. I just think that they didn't build him uh, strong enough. So, Ryan, what was the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania 8? Mm. Oh, um, uh, Flair and Macho? Indeed. Flair and Savage it is. Andy, Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder? Yeah. Is there a question? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's more of an ellipsis. (laughs) (laughs) Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental title equals what at WrestleMania? Equals equals what at WrestleMania? Yeah, fill in the blank. Um, sadness. (laughs) Sadness. Why sadness? Uh, just how far this title has fallen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with that. So the next match, uh, so Derek, Jericho actually defeat AJ Styles. How about that? How about that? And what, again, what does that do for AJ Styles? Doesn't really do much of anything. What does that do for Jericho? Is Jericho going to stay around? I mean, I'm still, it made no sense. I, you know, I mean, Y2J is this tired old beaten horse. Is this Y2J's final run in the WWE? AJ Styles should have won that match. I'm a Jericho guy. But to make AJ Styles that much more legitimate, I mean, this is going to spill over until the next pay-per-view probably. And it's, you know, whatever that's going to you know, come out of that. The whole thing's just been a cluster since it started. I mean, it should have just been a match. Maybe two matches, be done, be over with, go their separate ways. However, they want to keep going at it. When it, there's really nothing else to show, there is nothing else to show. Chris Jericho won. Congratulations. He's still this smarmy little crying <laughs> baby. That it makes no sense. So it's what there's what reward is Y2J or AJ going to get from this? There's just going to be another. The feud's going to keep on going, and it's you know, I'm tired of it. Match. Exactly. I was tired of it three weeks ago. I mean, there's just nothing else to do with this. So it was just yeah. dumb. It was the same thing with the Intercontinental Championship match last I mean, it was just – WrestleMania just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Julio, yep. what, uh, what was the first WrestleMania of the uh, – what, what WrestleMania hosted the Brawl for All? And who were the the finals? And who were the participants? The brawl for all. Yeah, the finals. 
Uh, let me see. Damn no googling. No, this. No. Too, I'm taking too long. It's up. It's in there, but I'm, it can't come up. <laughs> it was WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Butterbean versus Bart Gunn. Who can who can ever forget that? Butterbean and Bart well, Gunn. Yeah, but, yeah. He who won wants in to like remember? five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was a legit knockout. That guy was. He was. Yeah. There. The whiplash so, of his neck. Yeah, that was that was rough. I heard he's <laughs> like chiseled out of stone now. Bargun is. So yeah, it's uh yeah interesting, but it's I guess it's just like a. I, I was talking to Armand about this uh, on Sunday, man. It's like Triple H and Shane McMahon are both forty six and are the best shape of their lives. I'm like, man, you know, yeah, forty six is the new, you know, <laughs> is, is the new Arnold. So <laughs> it's uh, a, a really good uh, sign for me when I get 46. Uh, you know, it's very uh, inspiring. Um, speaking of Armand, League of Nations versus the New Day. Um, so New Day, uh, they didn't they didn't win. Uh, they they revoked the tag team title stipulation from it. So when they did that, it seemed like something was going to happen. So they bring out the they whip out the legends. Uh, after the new day um, loses, was this uh, did this this was this a part of the the night? Was this just a WrestleMania spectacle moment with uh, no harm, no foul, or did it hurt uh, either one of them? I think the League of Nations are so <laughs> in terms of booking. I mean, on paper they're they're great. You put those four together, they should they should be killing everything, but. You know, booking is booking. Um, so you get Austin Foley and Sean. Sean looked incredible. He did. Um, and I totally think that's why he came out in the chats. Like, he was like, nah, y'all going to see this. <laughs> right, right. Took the shirt off and everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, that was, it was for the casuals because they knew, you know, WrestleMania was free on the network. They were going to get a lot of people. Um, so it was for the casuals. But I'm, I'm, I don't, I already suspend enough disbelief watching wrestling in general. I don't want to expend more energy watching 50-year-olds beat up people half their age and bigger than them. On no, on any planet should Mick Foley be able to beat up anybody right now. Like, you should just be able to, like, blow on him and he will break in half because his body is just dust. Um same with Steve Austin and the slow stunners and all. I'm just I'm just not that guy. Like I'm not like, hey, this is we just saw this guy cutting promos on Raw six months ago or a year ago. I'm I'm not that guy, but I get it. So I'm I'm not. My arms aren't folded. I'm not angry, snarky wrestling fan. I, I get it. I understand. It's just it was just whatever. It was funny to watch Austin dance before he gave uh, Xavier yeah. Woods a stunner. That was funny. Yeah, it reminds me of the it reminds me of the feud between him and Angle, the whole Kumbaya, um, probably one of the best yep. you know often yep. moments yep. of all time. Yeah, it was that that to me that was just you know a lot of people don't a lot of people didn't like Heel Austin. I wasn't a big fan of Heel Austin over the the over the objective you know point of view or the overall run, but his feud with Angle was gold, absolute gold. Loved it. Um, so Andy, 
Who did the Shield defeat at WrestleMania 30? Uh, they defeated Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Oh, absolutely. That was pretty quick, impressive. Absolutely. I have no idea why that was on my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Cause Cause it's fresh. As if you watched it right before the show. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, impressive. Great job. Um, so are you with Armand on this? So, you know, and I guess it's, again, it's one of those things that it's WrestleMania. You know, it's, it's, it's a spectacle. It's, it's once a year. You pull out all the stops. Or did this at all hurt League of Nations or New Day? Um, I, I don't think it really hurt either group. I think it benefited uh, New Day because they had a, a fun intro and uh, they got to, you know, be with the legends. I think uh, mostly I think it hurt Austin because he's such a huge, huge star and they brought him back to to fight the League of Nations. Like everyone beats <laughs> up the League of Nations. So uh, <laughs> I would have saved him for the main event or Shane McMahon and uh, uh, Taker. So that I don't know that. That was probably my biggest gripe with the segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I you know, it, it was one of those things. I, I, I say no harm, no foul, because you know it's it's WrestleMania, and I think that, you know, I, I imagine myself as, you know, one of the wrestlers. You know, I imagine myself as the League of Nations, and I'm sure they're like, oh, absolutely, I want to be a part of, you know, uh, a segment with, you know, Austin Michaels and Foley. So. That's where my mind is on the whole thing. You know, now if this was a raw or you know one another pay per view, it could have it could hurt them. But you're you know it's it's a show. You know it's a it's a show. It's a it's a you know a five hour theater presentation basically. And so you know to to have that spot there where you know people who are familiar with those three people. You know, I, I think it's great. You know, the, it reminds me when Hogan was involved uh, involved with the whole uh, Muhammad Hassan and Sean Davari um, uh, segment. I think it was at 22. Not, I think uh, for some reason 22 comes up for some reason. I, I think it was 22. Um, it might have been 21. Um, and, and I'm thinking in my head that, you know, and I, and I interviewed Davari last year, and he was like, you know, he was marking out. You know, because it's like people were thinking like, oh, you know, Hogan and Davari and and Hassan and Davari said, you know, when I interviewed him last year on the show, he, I mean, that was one of the greatest moments of his career because he was in that segment at WrestleMania and that made him feel like a million bucks. And I'd imagine that the League of Nations, as much as they haven't been pushed, as much as they have been looked at, um, you know, just pushovers, I, I think, you know, putting them in this was. Uh, I think I think they enjoyed it, you know, from from that point of view. So, Andy, um, what do you think about the uh, Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose um, match? Um, I don't think it did anyone any favors. Uh, you know, Dean Ambrose was beaten pretty easily and pretty convincingly and he'd been beaten throughout the entire feud so I figured he was going to do something extreme or wacky to uh, beat Lesnar not that I would have advocated for that but uh, I just I think it was a bad fit and I think due to all the injuries there was really no better opponent for either guy so they tried to make the best of it but it just didn't quite work Mm -hmm. Ryan your thoughts on the match 
I thought it would have went longer. I thought it was going to be like last man standing style and go a little bit longer and get a little bit dirtier. Um, and also was uh, hoping for uh, Lesnar to um, eclipse his suplex record. I think Cena at SummerSlam 16, mm-hmm. I think, is the highest he's had. Uh, I think that would have been a nice time for him to eclipse that record against Dean. Or yeah. Dean could have suplexed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to go. Yep, man. I'm glad that you uh, came in, uh, Julio. What What do you think about They actually had a counter uh, on at the stadium, the suplex counter, which is very interesting. Um, <laughs> Julio, what do you, what do you think about that? I counted them, too. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought at first, it, for some reason, I had it in my head that it was a false count anywhere. So, for me, I was looking forward to it because it would have been all over the place. But then it was just what it was so I'm just okay well we saw Dean Ambrose which is a character I enjoy and mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar which is like a beast I just love him uh, we've seen everything happen week after week and the, I guess the, the right man logically won because there was no way all these other guys like even Triple H couldn't put him away and then what Dean Ambrose was supposed to pull out a miracle Right. Uh, right guy yeah. won. Feud is over. Put Brock on the on the shelf for a little while to figure out where he's going, and just give him the title when he comes back or something. Because, I mean, I don't know what else could you do. You know, Dean Ambrose yeah. is great, but you know, meh. How long? How long was the Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Julia? How long? Officially, yeah, how long sixty minutes. Plus what? Uh, three minutes afterwards? Four minutes? Sixty minutes. Iron Man match. Sixty-two minutes. Hey, I said two minutes. By Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, Derek, you're an Ambrose guy. You uh, wrestled with him. What are your What are your thoughts on this match? Uh, it sucked. It was a throwaway match. There was no point to it. Nobody benefited from it. Uh, again, you're expecting Ambrose to pull out a miracle, and there was so much hype behind it. And you see Ambrose getting beat up each week to where he he's just such an underdog that he was just going to come out and not necessarily beat Brock Lesnar, but really just give him the fight of his life. Didn't happen. And it's just it – there's really no point for anyone to go back and watch that match because there was nothing made any sense. It was, it was it was a throwaway match, and was, again it was a, a WrestleMania flop. And there was could have been on the pre-show, and you wouldn't have gotten a different reaction from it. Yeah, Armand, you actually agree with me uh, with with the logic in this match. I think we both were on um, the point of this match should be nothing but a squash, and basically it was that. I mean, Ambrose had a, a, a few flurries. But for the most part, it was a squash, and I, I thought the match was perfect. I, you know, near perfect because I think it went exactly how it was supposed to be. Dean Ambrose, he had his WrestleMania moment, there, but there should have been no way in the world that he would have defeated Dean Ambrose. Amber, uh, and, and it just didn't make sense for that to happen. It made sense for Brock Lesnar to just come and destroy him, and it, 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 I think it was booked great. Armand. Um, I agree. 
I, the only I think that point was not driven home because they should have sold the beat down similar to uh, Undertaker Brock Lesnar to a lesser degree. Um, keep Ambrose in the ring for a little bit. Um, kind of let him gather himself together. Let the crowd ramp up and cheer for him, and that would have put him over. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. have him use, all, have him try to use all the weapons that the legends were giving him. They had the chainsaw spot, but I, I would have used everything, had everything out, and just him swinging at Brock and Brock being like, nah, suplex number twelve, suplex thirteen. Yeah. Like he just would have. I, that that's the only complaint I have about it. But yeah, it it shouldn't have been anything other than a squash. And I don't think him losing uh, hurts Ambrose at all. Um, you know, Ambrose losing to an electrocuted TV like that that hurts. <laughs> but you know, losing to Brock Lesnar, nah, that's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know, and like I said, I think it should have. This is how it should have been. I would even. You know, it's WrestleMania. I would have even pulled out the stops and brought in, you know, some ECW vets, you know, with weapons, to be honest with you, you know. Yeah. And and I, I would have even had Brock Lesnar destroy them, too. You know, New Jack come yeah. out with his uh, – <laughs> New Jack come out with his uh, – he brings – he uses a bunch of stuff. He uses a grater, a cheese grater. He used a uh, fork a few times. So one of those things, maybe a fork or something. I would, I'd be the butchers come out with a fork and get suplexed. <laughs> that, would, that would have been awesome. Uh, you know, I would have had Dreamer come out. You know, um, I would have had RVD come out. You know, I would have had Sabu come out. I, I would have had the ECW people come out with weapons um, to hand to Ambrose and then, you know, Lesnar just destroy them too. I think it would have been a pretty interesting spot. Um, so, Armand. What type of match yeah. was Randy Savage versus Crush at WrestleMania 10? Uh, that was false count anyway, right? Indeed. Great job. So Charlotte defeating Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Um, you know, all of us have been uh, speaking very good about this match. Um, what are your any, any other thoughts about it other than you know, so? I think the right person won. I, I I wasn't ready to have Becky or Sasha win yet. Uh, I think that should yep. be like a one-on-one thing, going to big lead up to it. I mean, yeah, WrestleMania is the grand stage, but I, I still wasn't ready for either one of them to win yet. I think Charlotte retaining was a good move. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I had Sasha winning. Well, I was I was toiling between Sasha and, and Charlotte. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Sasha and Charlotte. Um, I agree. I, I think Charlotte winning. Uh, I had Sasha winning just because of the whole WrestleMania thing with the Divas title, but I, I changed my mind when I saw that uh, women's title. I said, uh, you know, Charlotte, you know, should be the one who kind of inaugurate that, uh, inaugurates that again. So I, I was okay. I think with Sasha's that. time might, she might wait a few months till SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that for sure. So, Andy, who won the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 16? Uh, Crash Holly? His cousin. Uh, no. His cousin. Uh. His cousin won. 
Derek, who won the European Championship at WrestleMania 17? Uh, that would have been, uh, yeah, that one guy with the hair, <laughs> two eyes and a nose. Yeah, that guy. Nope. Eddie Guerrero won uh, the European. Oh, gee, gee, he has hair. Yeah, but his mullet, name's not hair. <laughs> yeah, he has hair. That's a what I meant. Mullet. <laughs> that's, that's true. Latino All right, feet. so Julio Undertaker uh, versus Shane McMahon should have should it have went this way. Undertaker got the win. Shane got his big spot. Uh, I was looking forward to that because I was actually thinking the Undertaker could lose again. But after last night, I was wondering why did they go with that. Uh, I loved the spot. Uh, I thought that when, like the one when he jumped off the, the the top of the cage, that whole trash can thing, that was great. Um, Undertaker's awesome. His entrance was great too. Uh, I'm glad he won because 23 and one sounds better than 22 and two. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I had a. I was skeptic about skeptical about him about Shane McMahon winning but it would have not made made a perfect sense if they were going to divide the roster and start over like this new you know a, a new era I guess but I think the I think my my personal favorite like one of my favorites won the match so I was glad good action lasted mm-hmm. long enough so I got what I wanted indeed Andy. Uh, I, I, it was a really bad situation the company put itself in uh, because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the overall thing would be better. It would be Shane McMahon to win, uh, but then he doesn't look anywhere near legitimate enough to fight Undertaker, and they had really sloppy submissions. And, uh, uh, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the match was, the match was fine. Uh, I just – it was just such a bad position to, to – to book, so um, I, I think I'm fine with Undertaker winning, but I don't know. Not a good outcome either way. Ryan, did Shane McMahon's sharpshooter look worse than The Rock's or no? Uh, no. Actually, Rock is <laughs> much as I used to like the guy, his is the worst. Yeah, yeah it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Armand, you uh, you know, you, you had some mixed feelings towards this. What were your overall thoughts after the match? Nah, I feel the same way. Other than uh, Shane jumping off, am I the only one who uh, Chris and I were talking about this on Sunday? Did the did the cell look bigger? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Shane jumping off that is just, that's ridiculous, but you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, other other than that, and I think another friend of ours made a good point, is just like, you know, Shane is legitimately beating The Undertaker, but then we're complaining about Brock beating The Undertaker. It's like somebody who hasn't wrestled in... You know, 15 years is coming back and having competitive matches with The Undertaker, but then we're upset that Brock broke the streak. It's like mm-hmm. there's no continuity in that, you know. So, 
Eh, I, I'm I'm cool on the match. I'm just I'm just ready for Cena taking next year. Mm-hmm. Derek, were you uh, satisfied with the match, or did it uh, fall short in your eyes? It fell short. I mean, the whole thing was just them laying on the ground, rolling around. It was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Shane <laughs> jumping off a match that was great. It was interesting. It was fun. But the whole time they were just you know laying there beaten up. It was just like watching a UFC match or something where they just. Is yes, it was it was what I thought it was going to be. Shane lost, mm-hmm. Undertaker won. We should be happy about that. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it was news fast. I could have fallen asleep easily. Speaking of the Undertaker, Ryan, who did the Undertaker defeat for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 23? Edge. Oh no, wait. Mm-hmm. Batista! Batista. Oh. Bautista. And I said it with yes. so much confidence. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You can redeem yourself. So Baron Corbin wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. What was the point of this? No build for Corbin. He comes out with Tatanka and company. And, you know, he, he, he didn't and he didn't even have he didn't have any build to him to the main roster, and all of a sudden he wins the battle royal, which was the second to well, third to last match uh, of the night. So, how did that bad, make sense? Bad, bad placement for the for this match, man. It should have been on earlier than this. Um, and I figured I called it last week that somebody we didn't know that was going to be in it was going to win because that mm-hmm. the rest of the field was so weak, but. I, I I don't know how it makes sense. I was watching yeah. it in The Walking Dead at this part of the show. Julio, were you shocked about Corbin winning? Uh, did it make sense? Uh, if not, who well, should have been the winner? I don't know. There was four slots missing uh, up to that point. I expected... I don't know, anybody else. Even I thought we heard so many rumors about people kept coming back or getting on the roster. It could have been Samoa Joe, could have been Randy Orton, could have been Cesaro, Baron Corbin. Like, what? Is he like some sort of gangrel walking, walking dead character? And this whole match felt like what he was. Hey, I'm a Baron <laughs> Corbin guy. <laughs> it felt like a whole, it felt like a, one of the divas matches of years past, you know, all those gimmicks and twenty divas in there. And, oh, yeah. skip this. They could have canceled yeah. that whole thing. We put kept it on the pre-show and put, you know, if you wanted to keep many people in there, you could have put the 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 divas the the women's match in there and at least have them have a great moment. Yeah, I agree. Derek, who won the Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania 28? Um, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't remember. You get two. I got nothing on that one either. Chris Paul. Who's going to steal that? WrestleMania 28? Uh, Big Ziggler. Oh yeah. Who said Big Show? No. Table match? That's, uh, I did. 
Andy. Andy? Was that Andy? Yeah. Oh, no, that big was show. against Cody. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, good for Cody you, Andy. Big, big show. show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> WaltCulture.com plug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good job. Um, yeah, that, that was that was good. All right, uh, toss-up. Yeah, let's do another toss-up here. Who won the Vicky Guerrero Invitational at WrestleMania 30? AJ. Good job, AJ. Ryan. AJ. Wow. AJ. Oh, nice. Indeed. Ryan uh, gets a point for that one. There's AJ. two people who are scoreless right now, actually. Um, <laughs> so, and two people tied. The same two people who were tied last week, too. So... Oh, looks like uh, looks like we're going to have uh, another showdown. All right, so The Rock, uh, people were wondering where his spot was going to be. And Derek, um, Rock comes out, Wyatt family interrupts him. They go back and forth. He actually gets in his gear, defeats Eric Rowan, gets cornered by the Wyatt family. Cena makes a save, so Cena gets his spot at WrestleMania. Despite being injured, was this uh, was this a good a good segment? No, it was not a good segment. I mean, what was the best part when he comes out with his blowtorch and lights his name on fire? It was dumb. I mean, I get it that it was, it's kind of like having Michaels and uh, Stone Cold come out earlier, just to have Cena there and just to have The Rock there. But it went on way too long. There was no way that WrestleMania should have lasted six hours. There was no way that, you know, The Rock comes out, he's going to fight, and he beats Eric Rowan in like six seconds. It was, I was tired of it. And then I just wanted the main event to go on, and I wanted the show to be over. And it was just ridiculous. So, I mean, as, to me, this WrestleMania was nothing but filler. It was a letdown. Honestly, looking back. Does anybody uh, what? I'm, was anybody in favor guy. of that segment? I'll be that guy, man. This was a chance to turn Cena heel. Mm. I was looking for the clothesline on the people's elbow. <laughs> I gotta be yeah. honest, I'm gonna be that guy. You know guy. that hard camera shot does it every time, man. Every time I yeah. see the rock go, yeah. it's that Shawn yeah. Michaels sweet chin music and from they, SmackDown. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. <laughs> that hard camera <laughs> shot away from the other wrestler. Every single time, so yeah, I I actually liked this segment. I think it was really good. And again, I think I think to myself, imagining myself as the wrestler, as the actual wrestler. I don't care if it was six seconds. If I was Eric Rowan, I get to yeah. say that I competed in a match against The Rock, the second to last match of the entire pay per view, which had the largest uh, number. You know, attendance ever. I, I competed against The Rock in a singles match. So I mean, I was okay with it. I I, I was totally okay with it. I, I, people always, you know, people say that buried the Wyatts. Come on now, this buried the Wyatts. I mean, that, that no, it didn't bury the Wyatt family. It it gave the Wyatt family a, a prominent spot at the end of the card next to the main event. And Eric Rowan wrestled a singles match against The Rock. I mean, how is that burying someone? I, I don't understand the burial, you know, aspect of that. Just make any sense well, 
understand. And that blowtorch was awesome. Mad props. Yeah, uh, we can we can skip the blowtorch and and the promo. I, I don't I didn't care about that. I mean, I, I've made um, I made mention about it before. Rock's promos are getting so redundant that it could. He, he, you know, I, I'm tired of him. But I'm talking about from a from the standpoint of the Wyatt family. I mean, you know, Wyatt lost against the Taker last year, seen the year before that. So I mean, you know, for Eric Rowan to go against The Rock, you know, at, at WrestleMania, that's that's probably the best part of his entire career because he's a, he's always the fall guy in the Wyatt family, and him him and Harper, but mostly Rowan, always the fall guy, and. To say that I went against The Rock in a singles match at WrestleMania, I mean, there's not – I don't care how long it was. Just, you can't really get better than that. All right, so Roman Reigns and Triple H. So who was uh, in favor of this finish? This felt like the uh, uh, Triple H and Orton from WrestleMania 25, just the yep. abrupt end and all that. Like it was – for this long of a show, man – this is tough. This is a tough match to end on. Um, mm. They should have ended on the sale match, I guess. But yeah, just if this was any other show and it wasn't seven hours, then it, it would have been okay. But this was tough for for that long. And I'm not even hating on Roman in this spot. It's just it was tough. It's way too slow yeah. for seven hours. Yeah. Armand, were you in favor of the of this match at all? The way it turned out. Yeah, I think that we we get on Triple H uh, for being uh, too cognizant of the IWC, and then Vince is not like cognizant enough. So to the point to where he kind of like trolls, and we have way too many false fish, f- finishes and turns and stuff. Uh, but sometimes the most obvious story is the best one to tell. I just mm. think that. It was a seven-hour show. I mean, I was tired just watching it. Um, and and funny enough, Triple H is known for burying young talent, and you know he uh, he let Roman beat him clean. Yeah. So you know, no nobody's talking about that. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it. I wasn't mad at it. It was just a really really long WrestleMania. Yeah, he let Daniel Bryan beat him yeah. clean too at thirty. I mean, you really can't right can't right 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, Armand, who did the Shield defeat at WrestleMania 29? Who did the Shield defeat at WrestleMania 29? Mhm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be mad when you tell me the answer. I'm gonna Eddie Guerrero. Orton, Seamus, Big Show. Oh, oh yeah, I never would have got that. Yeah, it was it was a couple of years they just had people thrown together against the Shield. The whole Kane and New Age Outlaws thing too was really weird. All right, Come ladies and gentlemen, let's it. get to Raw real quick. Let's uh, get to Raw. So um, I'll just go through uh, Raw for Monday, and we'll talk about uh, the takeaways um, of the evening. Uh, for Raw, we start off with Vince McMahon doing a promo on the stage. Shane McMahon appears, uh, shakes Vince's hand, says thank you to the fans. Vince says he does not want to be upstage, and so he puts Shane in charge for the night. New Day defeating League of Nations. This was actually a title match. League of Nations turning on King Barrett. Wyatt family comes out and lays out Sheamus. 
uh, Del Rio and Rusev. Sasha Banks defeating Summer Rae. Uh, the first call-up of the evening was Cruz defeating the other previous call-up, Tyler Breeze. And then Roman Reigns does a very snarky uh, promo, and then he gets uh, interrupted by a winner and three losers at WrestleMania. All of a sudden, they're number one contenders for uh, for the title. Uh, Reigns decides to spear Jericho. Uh, another call up Cor- Corbin to uh, account out with Ziggler. So it seems like this is going to be uh, extended to payback. Ziggler putting over Corbin like he put it over Breeze last year, interestingly enough. Um, so that'll probably happen at payback in the days at the end of that. Miz defeating Dolph Ziggler to become the new Intercontinental Champion. We see Maurice come back. And my question for that is pourquoi? Uh, Lita presents <laughs> uh, Lita presents the uh, women's championship uh, to uh, Charlotte. Um, all uh, all the women in the ring leave during the speech, and Natalia stays and calls Charlotte out. So we might see a, a, a feud going on between them, which is good. Uh is defeating Usos. Yeah, well, they, their match at Roadblock was pretty good. It was actually one of the best matches of the night. Um, Dully's defeating Usos. It seems like the tables match win was just to put Enzo and Cass over, um, which they come back. Styles defeating Y2J to become the number one contender. Um, let's start with uh, Andy. What were your takeaways from Raw? Uh, AJ Styles winning was, uh, for me, very unexpected. I wish they'd given him more momentum at WrestleMania <clears throat> to get yeah. him ready for Roman. Uh, Apollo Crews was uh, was good, uh, and uh, Enzo and Cass I think are, you know, may break the NXT curse of being able to get over in front of a live crowd on the main roster. Hmm. Who was the special guest referee in the uh, Jake Roberts versus Andre match at WrestleMania Five? Uh, Big John Studd. Big John Studd, impressive. Good job. Ryan, what were your takeaways? Uh, I just overall, I think we've put so much emphasis on the Raw after Mania that um, the build-up for this one was kind of a letdown, and um, basically just sounds like it was. It seemed like it was the crowd trying to get themselves over um, for three hours, uh, whatever that beach ball thing was that I've heard people talk about. But yeah. Um, I don't know. There was nothing too crazy for me. Like I said, we knew we were just waiting on the call-ups. So, yeah, I just I, I wanted that real big thing. Uh, Enzo mm-hmm. and Cass, I guess, was the biggest, but we knew that was coming. But I wanted something real major. And that just goes back to saying we put all the emphasis on the Raw after Mania. Yeah. We, we, it seems like we always want to live that Ziggler moment um, from a few yeah. years back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What championship, Ryan, was being defended in the match between Jake Roberts and Ted DiBiase at WrestleMania six? Oh, man, this is a trick question for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go million dollars. Good job. The two people who never won singles titles, both Hall of Famers. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Yeah. Armand, Armand, your takeaways. Uh, 
Your takeaways, Armand. Sorry, I had, to, I had to mute on my phone. I'm sorry. I'm good. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> he was <my> paying. <laughs> so, Apollo, you have Apollo debut and have him squash uh, the guy that you previously debuted and didn't give a story to. So, that didn't make any sense. Bring back the jobbers. Um, AJ winning was dope. I agree. Should have gave him some, uh, some, uh, some momentum from WrestleMania. Cesaro returning was great. Shout out to Cesaro. Um, uh, let me pull up. I had something else. Oh, Enzo and Cass. I mean, they're, we already know this. Um, they are this generation's New Age Outlaws. Uh, I was watching Raw with a friend, and he doesn't watch NXT. I'm trying to get him on. And he saw it, and he, he got it. And, you know, for a casual to really lock on to Enzo and Cass like that, they're good. I wish Carmella would have come up with them, but you know, I'm I'm sure the the main roster is so woman heavy right now. She probably would have got lost in the shuffle, so I'm not mad at it. Um, and then my final thing is, we uh, I agree that we there's a lot of emphasis on the Raw after Mania. I want to see what happens on the Raw after the Raw after Mania. Yeah. That's usually the telling story. You had Daniel Bryan after he won the world title. He had a, there was a great Raw after Mania with that, and then the following week he got squashed by the authority. They put him in the Kane feud, and then his career was over. So, you know, we'll see. From what I understand, there are more debuts coming. That's what I'm, I'm hearing. So we'll see how all this, all this plays out. But, you know, pretty, pretty not a bad Raw. Not the, not the best Raw after Mania, but I wasn't mad at it. Yeah. I think it's uh, going to be in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. So, um not not very smarky, uh, I wouldn't say. Um, all right, so uh, and it'll be back been? to a domestic crowd. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Just a regular crowd um, again. So. Yeah. Uh, Armand, who did the Undertaker compete against at WrestleMania 11? King Kong Bundy. Oh, good job. You were on the board, Julio. Oh, takeaways. Um, I had a lot of expectations for this show, and uh, aside from personal favorites, uh, I was kind of let down. I expected too much. Uh, the call-ups, uh, really, really, I'm not a big NXT fan. Uh, not fan. I'm not an NXT watcher, honestly, because I never get it. I'm always busy on that day, but uh, I was like... Uh, Anyone that's brand new to this, I was totally uh, into Enzo and Cass. Uh, they made me laugh. I am looking forward to seeing how they're going to do on the main roster. Uh, I was really happy that uh, my personal favorite of all, well, of the last few years, uh, The Miz, he's totally uh, my kind of guy, you know, my same attitude as me. Uh, he won the title for the fifth time. I'm really, really happy. And Maurice is my hometown girl, so how could I not be excited for that? Uh, my favorite woman on the roster, Natalia, is in the feud for the Women's Championship at long last. Um, I've been wanting that for a long time. And Cesaro came back. So it was a night of favorites for me. I just expected more, bigger things, like 
a new guy, some old guy coming back, something happening. Like we said earlier, maybe Cena doing something with him turning or, you know, Roman Reigns is a, a tweener, I guess. You know, they, it's not something I, I'm looking forward to next week's show, like was said just before. So we'll see what happens from now on. Who retained the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 29? Who retained the World? You're right, but it wasn't an open question. I should have made that. I should have made that clear. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I should have made that clear. Um. It's okay. I got another question for uh, Julio. How how much money was yeah. up for grabs in the Andre versus uh, John Studd body slam challenge? Twenty five thousand. I said, Julio. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so Julio. What, I should get a point money? for that. <laughs> uh, do you have an answer? What's that? Do you have an answer? The, How much money question? was up for grabs? Yep. 50000 50000 <laughs> That's a lot of money back then. <laughs> for a slam, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or was right. it 15000 I forget. 15000 yeah. yes. 15000 uh, There you yep. go. One five, Derek, not five oh. your, your, your takeaways, Mr. Uh, Mr. Answer Stealer. Yeah, answer Steeler. Hey, I thought the last match was actually awesome. Y2J, AJ Owens, and Cesaro coming back out. It was a great match for the number one contender. AJ won, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, Zack Ryder losing the Intercontinental Championship right after he won it. This just kind of didn't make any sense. I, li- I like the Miz, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, you know, end zone cash. They, they stole the show far by far. So, I mean, this is going to be exciting to see them come up. They've been they have their due coming for a long time, and they've finally made it. And I really think they're going to make a huge blast in the WWE main roster. At least I hope they do, especially with the tag team division that's been kind of stale as of late. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was an okay Raw. But, again, the last match, I thought it, that should have been a WrestleMania match there all in itself. And Cesaro coming out was just an extra bonus. So, yeah, kudos to that. Corbin versus Dolph, man, you know. But, uh, again, Ryder, what was the point of him losing the title? Well, we see that a lot. His dad's being involved. Is he going to be like another – was it Buff Bagwell? His mom was involved there for a while, so is he going to be suspended above, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, suspended above a cage? match in the cage. Yeah, what's, uh, oh, man, that's that was horrible. Uh, good job. Great Raw. It was, it was good. I'm, Raw was probably better than WrestleMania, if you ask my opinion. Mm. Who beat the Hart Foundation to win the WWE Tag Team titles at WrestleMania 7, Derek? Uh, that was... Uh, ooh, 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 I know. Derek, Nobody what asked you. Got? What you got? I got the, the, uh, the Rougeau brothers. That's not right. Crap. Go ahead, Julio. Steal it. The Nasty Boys. Indeed. Ooh. Absolutely. No, they didn't really yeah. win. They used the uh, they used the helmet, Jimmy Hart's helmet, didn't they? That wasn't legit. Uh, boo hoo hoo, boo hoo hoo. That wasn't one. legit just, win. Just, so that doesn't count. Just just win, <laughs> baby. Rule number one. Right. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, so real quick, let's uh, get to the flavor of the week. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, so top three WrestleManias of all of the times. Let's start off with Armand. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to go with uh nine eleven no I'm joking. Um, <laughs> oh man, name I, that one fan that nine was the favorite and I I would take a oh selfie or a picture with him. You know, I don't hate nine as much because it's one of the first ones that I saw on pay per view. So okay. I, I've got a little bias. As as More a sentimental value to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go with believe it or not, thirty. Um, I'm going to go with 17, and I'm going to go with 19. Okay, cool. Ryan? Um, I went with, I'm going to go 17, 18, and 19, because just that was the consecutive, and I think those three main events, uh, Rock Austin, Hogan Rock, and uh, Lesnar and Angle were just, those are phenomenal. You're not – if you look at a mania, try to find three in a row with many events like that, you're probably not going to find it. So those are my favorite team. Plus, it's always after that one I hated, that 16, you know. 16. My vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> Derek. WrestleMania 3, 6, and 14. They were all the who's who of wrestling at the time in the WWE. They were game changers all of them, and they were just pivotal WrestleManias that, you know, they defined their errors at the time. Good stuff. Julio. Good. Uh, 36 and 3, you had uh, indoor attendance record, Savage versus Steamboat, uh, Hogan, Andre, and then you had Warrior versus Hogan, Passing of the Torch, and uh, for 30, you had the people actually hijacking and making a difference, changing what was planned into something we wanted, uh, the greatest ending of the modern era. So all of that, you know, you have... Oh, and, and WrestleMania six was the first one in Canada. So uh, yeah. Skydome at, at, attendance record, well, for, for, for Skydome anyway, so... I think that was great. Those were great, Met great awesome. memories. I was actually, I was actually there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Andy, there you go. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to throw in 30 and uh, 17, and then I am going to go with WrestleMania 20 just for. Uh, at the time, it was my happiest uh, WrestleMania ending. Mm-hmm. Awesome. My three is uh, number three is twenty um, because I just think that triple threat match was just one of the greatest of all time. Uh, that, that, that triple threat match was absolutely amazing. Um, and then I, I, I've said this before: Jim Ross's play calling uh, and, and one of his greatest of all time. Uh, number two goes to WrestleMania three. 
um, just because of the whole Hogan Andre build. That was just incredible. And then, of course, uh, hands down for me was uh, WrestleMania 17. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I think this one was one of the top five. This moved up to one of the top five for me, um, uh, this WrestleMania. Uh, all right, so before we close, there is a tie between Andy and Ryan. So, again, interestingly enough, so again, uh, we're going to do a tiebreaker question. Okay, so the question is, you get a point per person, um, and we'll start with Andy. Name yeah. as many members as you can of Team Johnny, the WrestleMania Team Johnny. Wow. David Otunga, mm-hmm. Jack Swagger, The Miz, uh, Mark Henry, and um, I'll go Keith later. Uh, well, you got four. So, you, so that was, uh, I'm that was guessing I'm getting uh, Team Teddy. You do. <laughs> so he person, wins Andy, already. Yep. The other person was uh, Drew McIntyre, Andy. You missed. Uh, oh. It wasn't Slater. It was McIntyre. But yeah. awesome stuff. You get four. All right. You need four or five, Ryan. Team Teddy. Man, you can just buzz me. He's one already. I got <laughs> uh, I got Zack Ryder. Didn't he get kicked in the growing, yeah. I think, to end that one? Uh, <laughs> uh, what WrestleMania was that, 28? 28, yeah. Okay, so Zack Ryder, another baby face. Uh, uh, I got nothing, man. I cannot remember anybody else on that team. All right, Andy, you win this week. So, All right. last week, you team? win this week. And, uh, man, we got to do a rubber match here coming up soon. Uh, team Teddy was Zack Ryder, Kofi Kingston, Santino, our oh. truth, the great Kali and Booker T. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Good. Uh, dream team right there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's do some plugs before we end. So we have uh let's Julia, what you got? Real quick, uh give me ten seconds. What? I was missed, I missed the question. Plug, Sorry. What? Plug yourself. <laughs> what 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 do you have? Who uh where can people find you? Oh, uh, you could uh, read me on pwstream.com and uh, follow me on Twitter at, at jphoenix77. I'm always very vocal, and uh, I rarely uh, muzzle myself. I have no limits, so if you want to have uh, an interesting conversation, just log into Twitter. All right. And Armand. All social media at Armand Wake Up, A R M O N D Wake Up, all one word. Clock Radio Speakers is my podcast. That is at CRS Podcast, ClockRadioSpeakers.com. And uh, yeah, you're pretty much able to find out everything that I have going on from there because it's a lot and I can't put it in 10 seconds. <laughs> awesome. Andy. Um, at What Culture, I do a Worst of the Week article every single Sunday. Uh, do some videos for him, and I'm on another podcast called Wrestling with Friends. 
wrestling with friends. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to thank you all. Um, This is the longest show we've ever had. How about that? So I I did a, uh, uh, so speaking of records, (laughs) we were all about records. And so uh, this is the hour show that we've uh, had. I did it on purpose because I know that we're going to have an overrun. And uh, yeah, so. It's usually ninety minutes, as Derek say every every week. Ninety minutes is never enough. That's one of our tag lines, and uh, so yeah, this is a two-hour show celebrating our four-year anniversary. So what you know, who better to have it with than the wonderful uh, panel of Julio, Armand, Andy, Derek, and Ryan? So I want to thank you all. It's been a great uh, discussion. Uh, Sam, just kind of condensing like four or five shows in one. So awesome time. So thank you all. Uh, thank you all who are listening. Thank you all involved in social media with us. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Ken Anderson. That's some really interesting stuff to talk about, about his comments and his TNA and things like that. So thank you so much for every everybody for listening. And uh, until next week, uh, God bless everyone. And uh, enjoy your week of wrestling. We'll be here next week. With of course Derek and I. Thank you all. Thank all the panelists. You've been great. Thank you very much. Indeed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> all the listeners have a good night. And you all do well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.